What do you want? Screaming queens. Listen, I am two seconds away from calling the police. Screaming Queens Horror Podcast. What do you want? Screaming Queens Horror Podcast to your death. Something is trying to get inside my body, and you want to sleep with me. Better give me those shoes, they're mine. Give them back to me. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Rubs the lotion on its skin or else gets the hose again. What have you done to its eyes? I see no manhood between your legs. You're going to need death now. <laughs> the living dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Get away from her, you bitch. It was an asylum. And it was hell. 20 years of pure hell. The devil wins sometimes. What's that? Welcome to Screaming Queens, the horror podcast with the Queer Eye View. My name's Jonathan Larkin. I'm Martin Fennessy. Stephen Moore. Uh, Jonathan Butler. And we are here tonight to talk about, well actually before we talk about it, um, we've all just watched the Black Christmas trailer. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Anyone want to jump in with the reaction? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch the trailer because it'll just ruin the film for you. Or do watch the trailer and save oh, yourself yeah. an hour and 20 minutes. Or yeah. watch the trailer and save yourself a tenner and, you know... Actually, it's probably going to be like two hours or something. Yeah, two, yeah, two hours yeah. ten. There's no drunken house mother in this film. Yes. Well, she would be deemed problematic, wouldn't she? Let's yeah. So, don't bother watching. Yeah. It just it just gives it all away. Yeah. So, it's Black Christmas fuss. is... Um, <laughs> it's what? It's hot fuss. Hot fuzz. We can yeah. see it already. Yeah. yeah. Christmas hot fuzz. Hot fuzz at Christmas. It's sorority twist. Sorority sisters hot fuzz. Yeah. Which sounds like a better film. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something on porn. I was going to say, I think I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I might have that on my phone. Sorority sisters skewers in hot fuzz. Yeah. Well, there we go. There we go. Well, that's the level we're working on. I wasn't impressed at all. I, um... I only watched half of the trailer because that's that's all I ever do with horror trailers now because of our current um, trend of giving away the whole movie in the trailer. But then after watching half of it, I thought oh, I don't really want to see this anyway, so I'll watch the full trailer, and it gave the rest of the film away. Yeah. And it, none of it makes me want to go and see it on uh, the cinema. It makes me want to run away from it. It doesn't feel like anything like Black Christmas. There's mm. some lines from the original film. Well, that's about it. It also, though, made me remember that in 2005 or 2006, they remade Black Christmas. And that, at the time, was dreadful. And a little bit like the remake of House of Wax. Mm-hmm. Similarities with that. Only, when I, when I rewatched it last year, it made me laugh for the full hour and a half. Mm. Because it's so awful. But the, the script is so tacky and everybody in it is vile and vulgar and horrible. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it felt a little bit punk. Yeah. Whereas I already know this film is not going to have oh, a film. Oh, no. Completely vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd actually rather rewatch that shit remake from 10, 15 years ago than watch this the movie. S- the sad thing is, it, you know, that whoever's wrote it, who's written it, thinks that they're writing an edgy film. Oh, it's going to be different and edgy, and it's just fucking and not. Yeah, it's the fucking blandest shite you've ever seen. What is it? Ho, 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 bitch? Yeah. What isn't it the original? Doesn't the poster say something like sleigh bells or something? Uh, oh, the uh, poster looks like uh, it was made in Photoshop oh. by a sixth form student as well. And they definitely <laughs> ripping off um, Mean Girls as well. I mean, I don't, I don't want to shit on a film before I've seen it, but 
I'm definitely not watching this film. <laughs> but here's a massive shit. <laughs> we have actually all just done a collective log on the keyboard. Um, so there you go. We also, that we uh, more positively, we watched the trailer for Gretel and Hansel, um, mm-hmm. which I personally was quite excited by. It's the guy who did the uh, Black Oak's Daughter, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's it, what's it called here? February, was it? I think in America it's called Black Oak's Daughter. Oh, okay, I've never seen it. And in, it's on... It's on Netflix it's on February. Netflix, it's on Netflix yeah. February. Have you, yeah. have you seen it? Yeah. No, I've been intrigued by it. I've had it to my list, but I've not watched it, which is yeah. very uninteresting for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Martin's list, everyone. <laughs> it's on my list as well, as it? <laughs> Hashtag Martin's Netflix list. <laughs> but you've seen it and you liked it. Yeah, it's good. Um, so that's a trailer that we that I liked anyway. And did you you guys definitely? Yeah, I like the I, I like the look of the um, the, the production clock. design with yeah. the house and yeah. the it's very um, uh, what's it called? It looks like the witch crossed with uh, Midsummer. Yeah, square, yeah. Square, mm. square yeah. house. Yeah, and uh, it's a bit of Mandy as well. Yeah, Mandy like the yeah. church at the end of Mandy. Yeah, um, a bit of folklore, mm-hmm. fairy tale. It's a good classic witch oh, right. as well, isn't it? Good classic yeah. black pointy hat. Mm-hmm. I want us yeah. to go and see it when it's snowing outside. Yeah. Eat some kids. That's and we'll eat some children. <laughs> or foggy. Or foggy, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was exciting. Oh, there's another horror film that's out at the moment that's getting a lot of praise called In Fabric. Oh, which yeah, you yeah. Brought, Jonathan, you brought to our attention a while back when the trailer yeah, first came Peter out. Strickland, isn't Peter it? Strickland, isn't it? It's a Bavarian town system. Right, oh, right, yeah. Have you, has anyone? I've not seen In Fabric. I've seen Bavarian Sound System. I love that. I watched In Fabric last week, um, and I was actually not that enamoured with it. No. Um, I thought it looked amazing. Yeah. There's loads of really good scenes in it. Um, in fact, there's one scene in it that we, I loved, and we would all we would all love. That's brilliant, okay. including uh, the sexual molestation of a mannequin. Um, <laughs> And there's lots of arch witchy women in it, which is brilliant. Isn't there Gwendolyn Christie's in this? Gwendolyn Christie's in it. She's amazing. I like her. Yeah, it? yeah, I suppose. Um, and Marion Jean Baptiste is the lead. Who oh, well. Which is a surprise. She's good. Um, but yeah, without giving too much away, it feels like it was an idea for a short film that was stretched out into mm. a big film. Yeah. For me, anyway. Lots and lots of style, beautiful to look at. Yeah. And definitely worth a look. But I, it left me a little bit cold. There we go, my in-depth review. But tonight we're reviewing It Chapter 2, which is the um, sequel to It Chapter 1, which came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it on Sunday, so I don't remember. Something happens to you when you leave this town. The farther away, the hazier it all gets. But me, I never left. I remember all of it. Stop it. Pennywise. The clown. 
can't let it happen again. quite recently haven't we I went to a 10am showing I watched it yesterday I drove 7 hours then sat for a 3 hour film wow and you watched it at 9am 9am because die hard fans but you Martin you watched it at a regular hour 7pm on a Saturday yes so mainstream well um, just actively all trying to avoid people and we all did <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I went to the most mainstream showing and managed to avoid people oh, that's so crazy isn't it yeah so yeah we, we'll give a review of the film um, it's going to be spoilerific yeah most people know what happens if you've seen the TV miniseries from the 90s or you've read the book you'll have a vague you'll have an idea of what's mm. going to happen yeah. in this film are we just going straight spoilers yeah fuck it so I don't know to make a sheet noise or anything this time though. oh well we could do that anyway if you want if my like talents aren't needed then it's fine <laughs> a honking sound a honking yeah. sound <laughs> clown like yeah. crusty the clown and the spoiler start yeah um, you can still make the honking sound if you want. I don't think I've got the talent. <laughs> it's just the sheep. That's all you have. <laughs> if we squeeze your nose like a clown's nose, will you not honk? Uh, maybe. Try it. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did I put in this tape? <laughs> um, so, It Chapter 2 is set 27 years after the original It. Chapter one, yeah, and um, the losers club have all have all grown up, um, and they've all scattered away from Derry, Maine, and they're living their best lives. They're all like very, very quite successful mm-hmm. people, and they've all sort of since they moved away from the town, they've forgotten that they did battle with evil killer mm-hmm. clown from outer space. Reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, they forgot all that stuff happened. They forgot all about the child murders. They forgot about the murder of. Um, little Georgie, they've got all that stuff. It's sort of it's drained from their memory, hasn't it? Mm. The the distance has made made them forget. And then um, a series of grisly murders. Um, well, so all of them except one have moved away. So the um, Mike, one Mike, Mike Hanlon has Mike stayed, stayed, and he's the town librarian, um, and he has been researching Pennywise ever since yeah. it happened. He's never let it die, has he? And then there are some grisly murders in the town that leads him to believe 
that Pennywise is back. It is back. Yeah. Um, well, because he never left, he remembers everything. He, yeah. His memory hasn't faded. Yeah, he never he never went through that. So he uh, he then um, gets on the phone. He gets on the blower and, <laughs> and uh, he, he brings all of the rest of the Losers Club to tell them it's back. Yeah. Causing, you know, car crashes, suicides. Vomiting. <laughs> vomiting. Domestic um, abuse. Domestic abuse. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Hollywood marital strife. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, cause all kinds of trouble and the Losers have to return to Derry and face up to the monsters of their past, the demons of their youth. Um, and at the same time, Henry Bowers, who was the town bully who murdered his father under the influence of Pennywise, mm. he's been locked away in the local madhouse ever yeah. since. And he is visited by Pennywise and yeah. given the means with which to escape. Mm. And gives him his knife back, doesn't he? Gets his knife back. So there we go. That's and then so they do they do battle with him, um, big spider, um, balloons. <laughs> Deadlights, dead. Scary, scary <laughs> Deadlights, dead. Um, aliens, um, Indian, Native American Indian magic turtle, magic turtle, mm-hmm. and dancing naked old people, dancing naked old people, and lepers, lepers, and I fucked your mother, and then it's finished. So there we go. That's the spoiler-free version. That was all. That was, that that was, was spoiler-free. <laughs> yeah, but nobody knows what the hell any of that means. True. Yeah. Spoilers out of context. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, and to be honest, the structure of the film is not much more doesn't make much more sense than what I've just no. said. Really, <laughs> sort of jumps around all over the place. So we will go into spoilers. Um, first up, what is going on with all the gays? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go straight into it. So um, I was very reactionary actually over the weekend, and I was looking at Twitter and. Lots of gays mm. up in arms because the film opens with a scene that is directly taken from the book, faithful to the novel, and even the balloons no, no. come on the bridge. Even the balloons on the bridge is the same, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's not completely the same, but we'll get into it. Okay. Um. Um. Essentially, there's a gay bashing in that scene, and um, that's really horrible, as gay bashings are. Mm. Um. And lots of people are offended by the scene. They're not even offended by the scene. They're offended by Pennywise, that he's not an ally. Well, there's, there's that. That came as well. That, yeah. that was like... So the scene... The, the, the first thing I saw on Twitter was... I was doing the thing of, you know, after I've seen the film, I thought of tweeted, tweeted with, with the hashtag to say, I've seen the film and get some attention, which is what mm-hmm. I do on Twitter. And one of the hashtag things that came up was um, it chats to LGBTQ. So I was like, oh, intrigued, clicked on it, um, followed that. And then, so then I was suddenly hit with this barrage of these tweets. And essentially the thing that annoyed me more than anything was that everybody was spoiling what happens in the film because they were saying, warning guys, just so you know, there's a gay bashing in the opening of, of chapter two. Please warn any gays that you know who are going to see this film <laughs> that this will happen. As it's, <laughs> it's extremely upsetting and gratuitous and unnecessary was oh. some of the, you know. Yeah. So that sort of annoyed me first. Yeah. And then... Well, you should have done, made them cards as straight and they wouldn't have been offended. What's what? You should have made those cards as straight and they wouldn't have been offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight wash, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Completely solve all the problems. <laughs> <laughs> it would, except... Yeah. Um, and then... So that was the main offence. And then underneath it were, like, all of the responses and there were things like, you know... This should have been cut from the film. Why is this in the film? This is unnecessary violence. 
And one of my favourite ones was to Andy Muschietti, who directed it. You have disappointed the gay community. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the gay mafia. Yeah, yeah. All kinds of stuff. And then often... Who is this person representing the gay community? Some nobody. Some, someone on Twitter, yeah. Uh, is he not like a gay emperor or gay king? He's not to be called. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think... Well, no. No. Um, he certainly wasn't as much of a gay icon as Pennywise, apparently. No, no, no. <laughs> Or Babadook. Or the Babadook, yeah. But that is why people are upset, because Babadook and Pennywise were dating, so... Oh. Did you not get ah, this? No, it reason. doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just, like, crushed everyone's dreams. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there, there was the Twitter thing, and then off the, off, the offshoot of that was that there was an Out.com article that then started See, the rounds. I, I read that first, and I was like, is this satire? I've read it a few times and I was like, "This is satire. This is this is like a yeah. this is like some sort of poe." And it wasn't. It was genuine. And yeah. I, I, I was like, because obviously I got a message of you saying, "There's something in there. Prepare to be annoyed. Like <laughs> that people are gonna annoy you." And then I went and watched the entire thing. And the entire way through the film, I was still looking still for the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so everything that would come up on screen, I'd be like. Is this gonna happen? Is this gonna happen? Is this gonna turn out darker? Ooh, Ooh, what's gonna happen? And then I came out of my sense of rest What? Wait, what? What am I looking for? I So I'll read you the out.com article so we've got some context. Um, Pennywise is the, the, so the headline Pennywise is surprisingly anti queer in, cha- in a chapter two. Surprise! I think it's the, sub, the subtitle for me is what makes it. The killer clown isn't the ally we thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> By Rose Domu. Now, I really, really, really hope that after we've published this, I'm, I'm made to look really silly and it's revealed that this is a satire, yeah. a hoax. In the aftermath of 2017's It, Bill, Scar- Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise the Dancing Clown became something of a gay icon. Between memes and makeup tutorials, Pennywise was everywhere. He and another monstrous LGBTQ plus favourite, the Babadook, were seen as hashtag couple girls. Couple girls. Told you they were dating. <laughs> but after seeing no, chapter two, I'm sad to announce that Pennywise is not gay or even an ally. In fact, Pennywise is surprisingly anti-queer. As, he is, as has been previously reported, the film opens with a scene straight from Stephen King's original novel, in which a gay couple are attacked by a group of homophobes who beat Dolan's character Adrian and throw him over the side of a bridge. His boyfriend, Don, follows him down to the river below, just in time to watch Pennywise literally eat his heart out. Eat his heart, heart. heart out. <laughs> I was going to say, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> heart out. Not ours, not ours. <laughs> That would be a that difficult wishful thinking, right? <laughs> I don't want to see Pennywise. <laughs> no. Actually, out of makeup. Yeah. Um, this attack, inspired by the real-life murder of Charlie Howard, could be written off as simply Pennywise taking an opportunity to feed. Although it is implied, more so in King's novel than the film, that the entity it, the name the Losers Club, gives to the monster otherwise known as Pennywise, controls the town of Derry and may have telepathically inspired the homophobes to attack the couple. But what really cements Pennywise's bigotry is his treatment of Richie, Bill Hader, who is revealed to be closeted and in love with his childhood friend, Eddie, James Ransom. When Richie sets off to Derry's arcade to procure a token needed for the ritual to defeat it once and for all, which turns out to be a literal arcade token, he reminisces about being called a fag as child. Reminisces. (laughs) (laughs) By bully turned sociopath Henry Bowers. Then he's attacked by a giant Paul Bunyan statue and eventually Pennywise himself. 
I did still think the statue was hot. (laughs) The killer clown isn't content to just threaten Richie with violence. Instead, he reveals that he knows Richie's secret, his dirty little secret. He doesn't just say it, he sings it. The song even appears on the album soundtrack, which I need to get. (laughs) (laughs) So Pennywise isn't just the physical manifestation of what is revealed to be some kind of cosmic entity that feeds off fear and human flesh. He's a homophobe. Trump's America strikes again. I feel like that is tongue in cheek. It's gotta be. I hope. I really, really hope so. Some of it's a bit too knowing yeah. to not be tongue in cheek. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. You know what? Reading the back, that's like the third time I've read it, and I'm like, no, I think, I think it's. I feel be. like, she knows that people are gonna carry it forward yeah. and like spread this thing if she waits it like that. But yeah. at the same time, she's gonna make yeah, fun of it at the yeah. same time. I don't know though. Well. You've, you've been on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, like, but <laughs> the, the thing is, if you look at comments... You know what Twitter's like. Yeah, yeah. It's not like that. It is very serious. Yeah. Like, everyone's feeling. Yeah. So, so that, the out, the out thing that I've just read, the out, the out article that I've just read is probably separate to the issue on Twitter, which is what really wound me up. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I sort of, I, I thought I'd try and get everyone else's reactions to that reaction. What do you think of LGBTQ plus Twitter and its needs to protect each other, people's needs to protect each other from seeing a gay bashing in this film and whether you think, is it gratuitous, is it, does it have a place in the film and should it have been cut from the film? This is, this is, this is a reason why I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be exposed to this bullshit mm-hmm. I don't want to have to have an opinion on people who mean nothing mm-hmm. yeah who are nothing because I don't I don't need to be protected from depictions of gay violence on screen I want them to be depicted because actually I think that was a pretty good depiction yeah. as somebody who's being gay bashed as somebody who in my life you would expect to be one of those people who would be triggered by something like that I wasn't remotely mm. You, I've had my life threatened. Yeah. You, let's not be trivial about about this at all. This isn't yeah. about being be having a reaction to this for the sake of having a reaction. Yeah. You, I, I think that depiction of gay bashing was upsetting, and it should be. Mm-hmm. I think it was a really good depiction in that that couple were depicted as they weren't depicted as some sort of caricature. Mm. They were, well, they were they they were normal American TV gays. They were. Yeah. But they were they were wholesome, they yeah. were loving, they were affectionate, there was nothing dysfunctional about them, they weren't highlighted as being anything other than normal loving couple who then became the victim of a brutal attack yeah. and an attack that was really, really brutal and was on you know, was shown in, in vivid technicolour. Yeah. I think it should be. Mm-hmm. I think people need to know that, that, that violence exists and it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> And a murderous killer clown. If that article was, isn't satisfying, <laughs> I mean, taking the relationship between the Babadook and Benny White seriously. <laughs> the fact that they could hope to have a functioning, yeah. loving relationship mm. where they, where they, gay people, gay people murder other gay people. Mm. Yeah. They do, you it's know, true. they hurt other gay people. Let's not be, you know, let's not be idealistic mm. about this. Yeah. That's my reaction. Stephen, before you start, actually, I was just going to say, on reflection, I always like to think the best of people and things. And I think the out.com article is comedy satire. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I, I do think it is. It's got to be. It's got to be. And if it is, then well done. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, sorry. 
Right, when I was in the cinema watching it, I found it really hot, personally. I did think it was a horrible, horrible scene. And it did make me, like, lean over and put my hands on Terry and just kind of be like, whoa. But it was also probably the strongest bit of the film for me. Like, I thought, it was horrific, it was powerful, it fucking said something, and it was just great. It was, like, the perfect way to open a film. You know, it kind of... I wish... The dark tone that you got in the first half hour stayed throughout the rest of the film. I think it was... So I can understand putting out, you know, trigger warnings, even though I'm not typically, like, one for them anyway, but, like, I can understand it because it could be upsetting to someone. But the bits that I don't like is, did it need to be in there? Uh, Yes, it did. That got me. It was powerful. It was, you know, the entire point of it is small town Mm. America and the horrors of it. And how maybe that these horrors are like a monster making it happen. But homophobia in small town America or in anywhere is a reality. So yes, it's perfect manifestation of that. Mm-hmm. Then you have like why are people questioning whether this bit was needed, but they didn't question the next scene where it's domestic violence. And I actually found that just as upsetting, mm-hmm. just as hard. But I haven't seen people say the same thing about that scene. Mm-hmm. So why are we focusing just on this one? Is it just because it just affects us? Because we're concerned about it, but that one's like, you know, domestic violence was like last week's worry, you know? And it, in fact, if you actually look at the two scenes, the LGBT one comes back later because we have an LGBT character who's worried about coming out. Therefore, it has more resonance with the rest of the story than the mm-hmm. domestic violence one, mm-hmm. which actually doesn't go anywhere in this film. It harkens back maybe to the first one with the dad. I can see that, but as far as this film's said, it doesn't carry anything forward to it. It's the idea of removing things and censoring things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's offensive or it's going to be upsetting. That really bothers me. It's like, no, fucking show it. Welcome, like, welcome back to the 80s. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. yeah. Mary Whitehouse would be proud. Definitely. I want to be like, see something like that and be horrified. Yeah. That's the point of going to see a horror movie. Yeah. Jonathan? I wish we could just battle like the look on your face, <laughs> turn it into words. <laughs> it's not really for me to say, is it? Well, yes, you're you've had your opinion. <laughs> you are part of our you're podcast. Part of our podcast. Yeah. We value your opinion. And yeah, also this whole bullshit of if you're shit, you can't comment on gay things. It does mm. not count. Yeah. It's just a total overreaction, isn't it? Mm. I think that the it's odd that it's one of the few things that's lifted almost directly from the book and it's the one thing that people complain about as well mm-hmm. I think I did get that when I read the book that it was Pennywise kind of influencing the town because yeah. like the stuff with the black spots and yeah. like the racism of that and then that's part of it that's the point of it yeah. you, you're actively saying fucking take the point of this film out of it yeah. and it it just boggles my mind it, it really does and that's sorry no no it's fine sorry. the bit that um, was one of me is that it isn't directly out of the book because in the book it's a, from what I remember because I've only I never actually finished it it was too long <laughs> it is too long he's right but um, I remember the beginning <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there was a lot of grey area with the police and how they were treating yeah. and protecting them mm. so if anything yeah, the, there was. the book was a lot worse yeah. and a lot more upsetting because it wasn't like cementing that these people were actually in the wrong yeah there was a kind of indication that maybe these two gay lads brought it upon themselves by showing themselves openly. Now, that bit was taken out yeah, yeah, of the film. 
But that whole so if anything gets watered down, yeah, the water's watered or, or anything, it's it, it's an, in some ways that's an improvement. I'd rather I would have been offended if the tone of that part of the the film had been about blaming those gay lads. Yeah, which essentially sounds like it is the tone of of the book. That would be yeah. that would be wrong. But I, I didn't mean, get that. From, term, it's did, still in the book. Sorry, it's still saying that. I think it's we're wrong. still meant to look at the police officer and think that the police officers are wrong for thinking that yeah. as well. The, Just to clarify. The thing, but, <laughs> yeah. but both of those things, whether the police are collusion with, with it in the book or people are getting beaten up, it's it's easy for Pennywise to hide, isn't it, in mm. that town. You don't actually have to do much to hide because those things are things that happened 30 years ago, happen mm. now. Yeah. You know, in a, particularly in America, you know, you have police yeah. colluding to do all sorts of injustices so it's the also the implication you know, i do I, I you know i accept that people may get upset by it it's, it is unsettling but if you're going to see a horror film prepared to be horrified but i do worry why that is an issue and the depiction of child abuse isn't mm-hmm. and i think that the depiction of child abuse and it should that should be in there as well mm-hmm. actually but i would imagine that the depiction of child abuse that intimate those intimate moments where the father being really, really heavily mm. creepy, father, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, would be far more have far more echoes yeah. of some people's experience yeah. than that gave us. Totally, mm. I actually thought that was going to be what you were talking about to me as well when yeah. you said I was going to be offended. I thought uh, that was yeah, going to be the yeah. scene that we were yeah. talking about. Um, I just think if that upsets you that much, wait until you go out into the real world. What, what's going to fucking happen to you then when you go to the real world and see what people actually do to each other? I know. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, what, and also... Am I being harsh for saying that? Well, no, no. But, but also the question is, the question is, if you're offended and upset by seeing that in a horror movie, what do you expect to see in a horror movie? Yeah. Why um, are you going to see this film, then? I, um... Stay at home and watch, I yeah. don't know, fucking Friends or something. My reaction to <laughs> the scene was, first of all, I forgot the scene was in the book and then when it opens with the scene I was like oh my god this scene is, oh my god they're going to do this scene I was impressed that they did the scene and they didn't check it out if they'd have cut the scene I'd have been offended mm-hmm. straight up and I'm not easily offended as we all know <laughs> um, I'd have thought you fucking chicken if they'd have cut it if they cut it out so they didn't cut it out so I was impressed then when it happened, the one thing I was mainly unimpressed by um, was um, Meg Ryan wants a hair back. Yes. <laughs> that, was a, that was a poor line. That was a straight person writing that line. Straight, yeah, that was a poor line. It was, it was yeah. Didn't no. consult his gay writer yeah, to come in and no. talk, oh, write this line for no. us. I mean, we don't know that we don't know the sexual <laughs> writer, but... Like, I related quite a bit to the one who gets killed because he, like... <laughs> competes against the kids on that water thing and wins and he's like super excited and I was like so there with him and then he gives the teddies to the kids and I'm like no fuck off I took that teddy home but he gives the teddies to the kids so we'd like them even more before they got murdered mm-hmm. so reality people <laughs> so that was an issue for me uh, the background line um, the actual bashing um, made me feel sick it was mm. disgusting it's and supposed to it hit me it hit me right in the summer as a gay man watching it yeah because I've never touched wood I've, I've never suffered a gay bashing like maybe Martin, like Martin mm. has I've never suffered that but I've suffered abuse I've mm. suffered shopping at me in the streets I've suffered all that sort of stuff humiliation mm. Mm. I'm sure Stephen has as well um, so I got that extra deep kick in the gut from seeing that scene it was horrible 
but I was applauding it mm. that it was there and I was applauding that they went to town on it and made it as horrible as they could because a gay bashing is fucking horrible mm. um, and then the bit with Pennywise so the guy then ends up bobbing in the water doesn't he in the mm. river and Pennywise scoops him up and eats his like, heart out. Right, well, he, like he's rescuing him yeah. and he puts his hand out. And that is just absolutely awful as well. It was horrific. It was pure horror. Mm-hmm. And the only, the only, um, some people have said, I'll, I'll read some of this stuff that we've had from t- on Twitter. Some people have said, um, why was why was this sort of horror not used later on in the film? And that I'll agree with because I feel like nothing yeah. later in the film really. There's, for me, there's only two bits that actually feel like horror for me in the whole film. St- Nothing. There's lots of great horror and shocks and all that, but there's nothing quite as dark as this opening. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they, I feel like they dropped the ball on that. They could have, narratively speaking, picked that up later on and, and, yeah. and, and been dark again. Um, so yeah, it got me. It offended me. It uh, gay bashing on the screen offended me. It's supposed to offend you, but it didn't offend me that they did it. <laughs> it didn't yeah, offend me yeah. that it was in the film. Absolutely. It was awful horror, and awful yeah. horror happens in horror movies. It's bad enough, like the, like you get the um at the beginning the certificate and the warning of what's in it. Discrimination. Discrimination. Discrimination was listed there, yeah. and I did sort of giggle to myself and think, "Oh, this is the world we live in." But yeah. I thought, fair enough. Yeah. Fair yeah, enough. but I laughed at that discrimination as well yeah. when I came up and scared about discrimination. I've never, I've never, I've seen, never, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. So I thought, so because I forgot about the gay bashing, I thought, "Oh, are they going to make Henry Bowers racist again?" Because in chapter one from 2017, yeah, they, don't do they cut all that from the book, yeah. which I thought cut the balls off the story. Mm. The black spot in the book is an amazing, horrible, yeah. dark moment yeah, yeah, in the town's history. Where, um, I think moving, I think the time period moving from, I mean, not yeah. that people weren't racist in the late 80s, but the racism in the 50s would have been a yeah. lot more prevalent. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. Also, totally. I think taking all of this racism angle, out of it, yeah. you left a character that was just dead in the water because he had nothing to sink his teeth into. Yeah. Mm. There was no character left. Yeah. Mike disappeared for half an hour in the first film. And he was 40 minutes. Yeah. Was he in this film? Like, well, he, was, he wasn't in it much, was he? To just push the plot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, one of the other one of the other tweets that really annoyed me was somebody said that they were uh, horrified by how the word faggot kept getting used in the film. Mm. By the homophobic characters. <laughs> What's a homophobe supposed to say? <laughs> you know what I mean? If a, if a homophobic character is being horrible to a gay character, what are they so, supposed I'm, to say I'm if just, not that word? Or I mean, feel free to cut this out if you want, but it's like, are these people just so... They just thrive on being offended so much, they don't even know why they're offended. And they just, you know, I know I'm offended, so I must complain about it. You know, as you said, you were offended by the scene because of what it was, and yeah. it was horrible, yeah. and because it was a gay bashing. But these people just can't—they can't compute it in their head. So yeah. just they have to just yeah. lash out at it. Yeah, and uh, oh, it just boggles my mind. I can't yeah. get my head around it. The trigger warning thing that's sort of halfway—I'll I'll meet you halfway on, Stephen. And yeah. I sort of get it. However, there's just this tone on Twitter of "Please warn everybody that this happens in the film." Yeah. No. Yeah, it, it just reeks. There's like an entitlement to it. Yeah, definitely. that it that it, it reeks for me. That's and it, it's said, a, there's a judgment said. to it that like this is this should have a trigger warning because it's so bad. Like how yeah. could they do this? How could mm. they put this in? It? That's what it screams of. As opposed to just this is like yeah. someone who might actually be affected by this. Yeah, fair enough. Put it out there. I can see that. The more I've thought about the scene since watching the film, the more I've upset the scenes actually made me because mm. I thought more about it and more about life and then I've got 
So I can see that and I can completely justify that entire thing, but I just don't need to be patronised. I don't need mm. for things to be taken out mm. of a film. And who were the bad guys in that scene? Yeah. The people who were doing the attacks. That's so it. that's, that's it. it. If that's, that's what, what the camera's focused on, that's all I care about. That's what I mean. It's like the people have lost all context. It doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. Context is just an illusion. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and it also, it, it, it offends me because it denies any form any sense that that LGBT people or anybody who experiences discrimination or experiences anything bad in their life have any form of resilience. Yes. Everything everything that you experience is bad destroys you yeah. is the is the sense I get from that reaction from mm. Twitter. And that's wrong because yeah. that's not it's yeah. not the case. And I'm not a believer of every you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's shit as well but people yeah. are resilient yeah. people live and exist and you know, live their lives in spite of in spite of violence in spite of prejudice and in spite mm. of dis- discrimination and that is what what creates strength and can we not as an LGBTQ plus community afford each other with some intelligence yeah. mm. and think you can go to see this film and make your own minds up because you're an adult it's a 15 mm. you're over 15 go and see the film yeah. That's see it, be offended by it if you want. Yeah. Great, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm offended, it was a horrible scene. Let us go and make our minds up. For me, I can't see a difference between Generation Woke telling you you shouldn't see that film or you should prepare yourself for what's in that film because you're not strong enough. I don't see the difference between them and the Mary Whitehouse generation mm. of the 70s, of the 80s yeah. telling working class people well, yeah. what they can and can't watch. The irony, I can't see the difference between them. The irony is they're more successful. They've been much more successful yeah. than Mary Whitehouse ever was. Yeah. Because the way they work is they target, they've got Twitter now. Got so to they can it. just go on there and you're fucking cancelled. That's yeah. it. That's how it works. Cancel the clown. Yeah. <laughs> there is no difference and it's the same argument that you, that, that, you, that, that video games make people violent, mm. that that, Rock music will corrupt people. It's the same thing. Yeah. There's, there seems to be an attitude in a lot of the arguments. I'll go. I'll have. I'll, I'll read out some of the tweets because um, I put a tweet out asking people's opinions, and um, people came back who, who disagreed with me, but were good enough to respond to me and were, and were polite and eloquent. And you know, I'm going to read those out. Mm. Um, there were some attitudes, not in these. Some attitudes in what I read on Twitter of me. Basically saying, making this film gives homophobes the chance to laugh. Making this film, making this film, that that scene in this film gives homophobes the opportunity to laugh at it mm. in, in cinemas and point a point and laugh at the gays being beaten. In what fucking world? So so <laughs> exactly. So that but so that goes back to what you've just been saying, Martin, of mm. the video games causing violence and stuff. What it is is there's this thing in people that they don't realise they're doing. Where they wanna they wanna censor and and suppress artists, mm. they wanna do that. But so they're saying you can't do that just in case Dickhead Derek from the Deep South, <laughs> yeah, um, wants to sit there and laugh at those two gay men being beaten to death on screen. You can't make that just in case that happens. Yeah. So, but what they're doing is they're suppressing you. You take away your intent. They're suppressing that writer. You can control no, a bunch of girls in the world, and that's reality. But doesn't yeah. mean don't make it. And I don't want to insult people who've who've you who've engaged in a reasoned conversation with you mm. online but I think that it's it's a crass argument because anybody who any human who responds to bloody violence 
it depicted in the way that that was. You know, some horror films depict bloody violence and it is funny, and that the way it's depicted is is intentionally cartoonish. ridiculous, cartoonish. Mm, yeah, yeah. This isn't remotely cartoonish. It's brutal. It's horrible. <clears throat> it's quite. It's visceral. Anybody who responds to that laughing has has something wrong with them. <laughs> And yeah. they had that wrong with them before. And they had them wrong before well. they went to the cinema. There was nobody... Mm. You, the, the cinema... There weren't mm. really that many people in there. The cinema was silent mm-hmm. when that was happening. Yeah. Yeah. People weren't talking. People were, people, people were focused on that screen. Yeah. The horror of that moment. Yeah. I'd just like to point out as well that I am one of the most easily, like... Social justice warrior snowflake. <laughs> He's got pink hair. I, like... <laughs> I will constantly, and if, you, if anyone ever asks me on Facebook or anything like that, you'll know that I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I actually do yeah. tell people when they add me, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit annoying. But I will call out bullshit and people who say things and maybe they don't mean it in that way, but I will call out everything from racism, homophobia, transphobia, and I will go at people for doing stuff. Like, not like an attacking way, but like... I won't let things lie, but there is a difference between looking for trouble and looking <laughs> to be offended, and something that you just need to pull up and say maybe not. Yeah, just it's the entitlement for me. It's it's that it's basically I the attitude is I know better than you. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you what you can and can't see, which as you say is the same attitude we got from the fucking model the model majority mm-hmm. and the fucking. Mary Whitehouse and there. I, I genuinely yeah. think that that's, exactly that, that's the, the fear I get from it. I, I worry about it. I fear. Yeah. I fear for it. And I also, the, um, I, I, I also, just because you're offended on Twitter does not mean I be, I believe you. Yeah. I don't believe you sometimes. There's, there's some people who I think will will want to Twitter social media. Yeah, in general. It's all for us to promote a vision of ourselves. Yeah. that's all it is. It's our yeah. ego. That's yeah. that's it's for our ego. Absolutely, we all do it. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like um somebody who is eagerly offended. Yeah, that is a version of that. They're putting that out there to make themselves look superior. Yeah, I, I, I don't that not across the board. No, there are people who are genuinely offended and might have yeah. good reasons. But I'm saying, the amount of people who are yeah. genuine on there, yeah, makes me question all of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and also, it's just a vacuum online. That's true. It's not real. But the problem mm. is that it's got such a reach and it's got such power that it actually affects art. It affects what people commission. So we did get some responses and they were, um, you know, nobody was being outrageous or anything like that. Andy Roberts um, says, um, I del- uh, well, he basically said, I demand lots of instances of the word problematic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we said it once, actually. It was problematic. <laughs> he says, I haven't seen it yet, but I'll be going on Friday. But anyone who says it's homophobic because they've included the original opening of the novel deserves a smack. Pennywise <laughs> is a man-eating evil, not an LGBT ally. Um, Kenza Zawari says <laughs> Kenza is excited to hear it and says can you guys talk about the out article as well I'd mm. love your take on that we've done that we can take that off queer horror, so Queer Horror Anthology said as, as adapted on screen the scene is gratuitous and holds a little narrative weight it's the only scare in the film not played for laughs yet it encourages laughs from straight men in the theatre and that left me hardly sensitive to disturbing context incredibly uncomfortable to each his own of course not every queer person is required to be offended or feel uncomfortable but these critiques are from my perspective pretty on the money i thought there were a lot of simple opportunities to acknowledge the specificity of what happened in that scene 
and tie it to Richie's in a conflict that the film could have found space for in its three hour runtime. But for me, but to me, it just felt like the make, making that attack so brutal and seeing the effeminate gay man being cradled and devoured by Pennywise, further making him pathetic, was the wrong way to stage that scene. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, uh, thanks for that. I responded to Horror Anthology saying I disagree with that. One thing I disagree with in that yeah. is I didn't experience any scare that was played for last, and that might be me. Mm. I didn't. I, you, I, I messaged you. My yeah. summary of my experience of the film, spoiler free, was my feet barely touch the floor, which is a classic <laughs> sign for me that I'm engaged <laughs> in a horror yeah, film yeah. and I'm scared. It's true, it's very true. But I'm, none of them were, for me, none of them were, none of them were humorous. They were, they, you know, there was jump scares, there was, there was horror, and some of it was disturbing, some of it was, some of it was creepy. Mm. Could have been darker, like you said earlier, but... That's the only distinguishing feature of that scene compared to the others. Yeah. It was it was very very it was very very dark. The others weren't light. I didn't see them being playful laughs. The only argument I could see there would be um, in in uh, queer horror, horror anthology's favour. There were gags throughout mm-hmm. and that came yeah. sometimes during after the scares that was sort of were a bit. Um, which I didn't link to the homophobic killing at all. What I, all, what I did think was I'll take some of the gags out to get a bit... Yeah, I wanted to get a bit over the top of myself. ...too comedic in parts. I don't think the kills and the scares were gag were funny, but there were, there were the moments where, like, Richie will say something mm-hmm. afterwards and you'll be like... So it felt a bit um, comedic. Umbridge with the whole idea of the, the gay man being shown as weak because I think he was anything but weak anyway. Yeah. He was facing up against four men who were obviously about to fucking beat them up. And you threw in a shitty joke, but you know, I get what they were going for with that. They were still, I'm not going to back down. He was still defiant. Mm. That is not a weak person that we're meant to laugh at for being weak. That's someone who's like, no, fuck you. And I also, uh, yeah, and I, I disagreed that the stage of him being crazed by Pennywise makes, makes him, him even pathetic. even more pathetic. Well, he's a he's a victim who's being yeah. who's on his heart. He, He's a heart. <laughs> Eaten out. Um, so. You could deeply say that Pennywise is displaying him for the benefit of his boyfriend yeah. to be to, yeah. to actually underline the horror of what he's exactly. got to do. Well, he wants to scare him as well, doesn't he? Mm. And, yeah. Underlying the horror brings me to the other argument that I had as well. Was um, And I've seen quite a few people say this. There was a Mark Commode review where... Um, who, who does he do his reviews with? God, there's two of them. It's not Jeremy Vine, is it? No. no. I can't remember the other guy. Basically, but and this guy said, um, or this person said, uh, that um, it carries little narrative weight, whereas I feel like it does because the narrative, the main narrative for me of the story is the insidious evil of that town and mm-hmm. I feel like nothing displays that evil, like a horrible homophobic killing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that killing triggers... To be fair, Mike to get on the phone to everyone and say mm. it's back. Yeah. So I feel like that it does. Plot. It's well. plot. Mm. It's a plot driver. The only arguments I can see what he's saying is that whole plot point does kind of get abandoned in the second chapter. It's there a little bit in the first one because mm. you see um, Eddie's mum is like trying to keep him cradled, and mm-hmm. you have the neighbours who are just like you know stay away. So that is kind of like because in one you get that people know something bad's going on, so they're trying to you know it's there. But they don't acknowledge it. But mm. in the second one, that's kind. Of, they don't. Yeah. Really, nothing really happens like that. That's a, and that's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. I feel like the. I feel like one of the one of the um, 
one of the opportunities they missed in, in chapter two is is the whole overriding evil of the town. Yeah. I feel like there could have been more, more of that. What well, do you it scarier as well? You don't even see. Is there any... There's no people about, is there, yeah. You don't yeah. see the citizens. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think is a shame. He's just about the fair. That's the only place you see anyone. Yeah. Even editing, like... And then the bit of the baseball game where the little mm-hmm. girl gets squabbled. That yeah. is Ooh. the best bit of the film, That's I think. Great. I thought I'd <laughs> So, Bria at work responds saying, Plus, it's worth noting other serious editor have been made to the core material, acknowledging some choices relied on unnecessarily graphic imagery without serving the narrative. The sex scene with Bev, for example, why cut that but double down on unnecessary queer violence? It's just worth examining why our media choices are made, who they serve, and what they say about not only the piece but also the audience. Um, that I can get. Mm-hmm. I can get. But I, what I won't get on, what I, what I don't get on board with is unnecessary queer violence because I don't think the, the violence was unnecessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The but sex scene with Bev. What I was wondering was what, what does what does Brie, so this is from Bria Ware. What does Bria Ware mean? The sex scene with Bev is that is it's, the, as she's a child, she the, has the sex other, the other, with like. Does she mean the kiddie gangbang? Yeah, the, yeah, the kiddie gangbang, which. In more theories, that's why you could you could say yeah. that can cut because it's it's children having sex. Year old kids banging each other. That's what happens in the book. <laughs> all the boys, all the boys, yeah, so, it's like to make themselves stronger so, yeah. to lose their virginity. It's, they all have sex with them. It's because like love empowers them, so they think if we all have sex, we all love each other. Right. So it's kitty gang bang. So yeah. if that's what Bria work means, that's why it wasn't included in the yeah. film. Apparently, that was in Kelly Fukunaga's script. Oh, I'd love to read a script about it's dead dark. <laughs> Rebel. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Even I'm like, maybe I go to prison. For I think you'd get a lot well, no, more I mean, comments about that. Well, no, I wouldn't want to see that in a film, but I'd love to read the script. If it goes that dark, I'd love to see what the tone. What the rest of it is. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, you wouldn't go to prison. <laughs> People don't go to prison for reading Lolita. It's always worth, I agree with Bria Work, it's always worth examining, examining what media choices, who they serve, mm. and what it says about the mm. audience as well. I, I think that's always worth looking at. Um, I just don't think that it's it, that the, the scene in this film warrants that. Yeah. I haven't watched the film with that much um, depth or insight mm. into how it's been made. Yeah. So I think actually what she's saying is right. If you are, then you need to question what the motives are around how those choices are made. But, as, but watching it as an average film goer, you don't know that, mm. and you never, and you're not going to know that. And you, I, I mainly know that because I'm here doing this podcast right now. Mm. If I just watched that and didn't do this podcast, mm. I'd have no idea of what had been left out and what what was left mm. in. You can't ask it. You can't ask questions that that are in, unanswerable. Yeah, mm. totally. So that that's the interaction we had. That's the interaction I had with the LGBTQ discourse in the film. Um, so yeah, basically, that my opinion on it is: please, 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 don't tell me what I can and can't watch and what I should be offended by. Yeah. And stop telling each other. Just let people. Yeah. Let adults go and see a film and make their minds up. Um, yeah. You're not. My, um, you're not my moral arbiter. So fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I I think people shouldn't necessarily go with their first <laughs> reaction. Mm. their first response because I think there's a difference between not liking something and being offended it makes you feel away I think if it makes you feel uncomfortable it makes you feel disgusted or whatever good because that's what Mm. it's intended Mm. to do that doesn't mean that something bad has been done to you Mm. or to anybody else and it 
nothing is bad has been done to anyone. There's nothing to be offended by. That's, that's but you're really entitled to feel uncomfortable that's and horrified. That's a lovely it. articulate way to say it. Thank you. I think I've tried to say that before, but not as articulate. <laughs> just, no. just take a moment to breathe. Yeah. yeah. And reflect. Don't just jump on your phone. Don't just tweet it. Just have a think. Mm-hmm. Just have a think. Think about how you really feel about the, the scene and the film. And don't care about what other people think of you and what your opinion is of the film. You know what I mean? Don't make yeah. that your priority. What What's everyone else going to think of how I see this film? But I, think of what you want. Tweet about not liking it. Yeah. Don't condemn people for having done it. But that's the thing, though, as you said, it's, it's Twitter and social media is about promoting yourself, so this becomes outrage then. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm outraged at this, and you're, you're outraged, you get tweets and shares and likes and all stuff like that. Yeah. So that just feeds into itself then. Yeah. So there's almost like a contest now to who can have the... The most outrageous yeah. take on something. So, hot takes. Yeah. Hot take. Cancel the clown. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we've talked about that for nearly an hour. Yeah. Start an episode. <laughs> Let's <laughs> zoom through the rest of the three hours. Has everybody got like a favourite bit? So our overall opinion is we all seem to quite like it, even though it was a bit of a mess. I know. Yeah. It's a, it is a bit of a mess. It's like for a film that has got not much plot, it takes very long to say nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Th- there are some good bits, and it it's the same as the first one. It's for me, it's like a seven out of ten film. There's good bits and good ideas, but it's just this modern blockbuster, modern film thing has just taken over it. Yeah, Bill Skarsgård is brilliant. The scene under brilliant. the scene under the bleachers for me is the best scene in the whole film. Yeah, the manipulation of the little girl. Yeah. Yeah. he makes himself seem like the, the victim yeah. of yeah. bullies. That was so mean. Awful. Because it's it's just him just acting yeah. and with the girl acting that doesn't rely even the ends of it I'll give because you know it's a bit of a CGI. Uh, but that's fine. That, that works. So I'll, I'll give them that. But just the pure acting, Bill Skarsgård's brilliant. Yeah. And it's a shame that he's in Ryan anymore because the second half of the film kind of degenerates into a bit of a CGI mess, doesn't yeah. it? Like the weird oogie boogie fucking the woman with the eyes and the, the tits. Yeah, because because uh, for me I loved. Um, the build-up of that when but, Bev comes yeah, around to her dad's old house and the old woman is is like walking in all different shapes and yeah. yeah. like creeping around when she froze that was great yeah. that whole build-up is fucking brilliant yeah. but for me so the reveal with all the CGI was just stupid yeah um, mm-hmm. so yeah yeah, so that's that's possibly my favorite and my least favorite bit of the film all the build-up and then the, all the, the actual all in one section <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, I feel like this was like, I don't know if she did it on Facebook and that, but this is the better horror film, but part one was the better film. Yeah. Like, that was more cohesive as a film. Yeah. But this had better moments in it. I didn't find it scary, but like, at least the first half hour through, um, like, the homophobic scene, the beating your wife, I can't think of the word, but yeah. <laughs> 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 The domestic violence scene and then the suicide. Like, I thought that was just, like, a really dark opening. You've got to see them in the beaches. Like, there's moments of, like, really darkness. And then a couple of the frights. I don't like the silly CGI monsters. Yeah. yeah. I don't get the it. Leopard, it was in the I don't like the leopard. I just it, it looks, don't like it. Martin liked it. I can see it in his face. <laughs> and that's, that's just not for me. I did enjoy the spider. I love um, the spider. The spider head. Oh, <laughs> you mean the thing? The, the, yeah, the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's I enjoyed that. It's the same line. Richie says the exact same line from the thing, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I was like... Mm. 
25 reference in one time. So. Yeah, because it's it's even almost the same shot where it's like a silhouette of the head and then That's it's right, like yeah. the of legs come the out. Legs and then he, out. Yeah. And they do Nightmare Home Street Files playing on the cinema and stuff. Overall, I thought it was like good. It was scary. I don't know. Just take some of the silliness out. The um, And the, I thought, sorry, um, is it Bill Hader? The guy who plays the one who's meant yeah, to be. Bill, yeah, Bill Hader plays Richie, yeah. He's great. And I loved their dynamic and I did, just wanted to kiss. For most, guess, for most people, Bill Hader is the standout performance of the film other than Pennywise obviously I, I love Jessica Chastain you love Jessica Chastain <laughs> uh, yeah I'll just leave it there I thought she wasn't as good as, as Kid Beverly yeah I thought Beverly yeah, in part one was I, yeah. fucking brilliant and yeah Jessica Chastain was, was fine mm. and the stuff with Aaron and Ben I thought was that good because yeah. you can't really remember whether it was Bill or Ben and Ben's like Bill or Ben the far part man yeah Ben uh, yeah um, so you liked the CGI I, I, <laughs> I liked all the CGI. I loved all the scares. I was completely enthralled by it. I, I it was an endurance. It was too. It's a yeah. It's a, it's a, it is an endurance to watch the whole two hours forty of minutes of it. Yeah. Um, but I loved it, and I was I was my and my feet were up off the floor. My hands were <laughs> in my face. What, what was your scariest bit? Right. Um, it was that bit where Bev goes to her dad's old yeah, it's great. house. It's just. And I and God, you know, I'd seen it. I'd seen it already trailer, before yeah. in the trailer, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But it was no less effective. I think I enjoyed it so much because I because I do love jump scares. I love getting engaged in all of that. But actually, I think I went to chapter one and was a bit underwhelmed because my expectations were raised. Thinking, yeah. Oh God, this will be brilliant, and I think that lowered my expectations for really. it. Yeah, yeah, and so actually, I had a better, I had a better time. And then, and also actually, the bit that was really good is that um, the growing up bully, throughout coming back, it, whenever he was on the screen, I really enjoyed that. Oh, Henry Bowers. Yeah, I felt like I there were some missed like, opportunities there. Mm-hmm. That was wow. That finger through the, the cheek. Yeah, that was great. I and mean, he, he was still speaking. He didn't die. Yeah. And then he yeah. took it off and like stabbed him. That yeah. was so fucking good. But lots of surprises, pleasant surprises, isn't it? Um, I thought um, Patrick Cox says mm. I'd like to see more of him. He was the, the zombie who comes to get him from. Yeah, um, yeah like, he just disappeared. Yeah, he just mm. vanished, and I feel like something was left on the cutting room yeah, floor definitely. there. But even in in the first film, doesn't he doesn't Henry Bowles rape him to death in the? Isn't that his yeah. story in the? And he they have they, they, yeah. they have a, um, there's a moment where Henry and Patrick have a have a teenage wank. Mm. Um, one of them wanks the other off as well. I think yeah. I can't really remember. Um, so the, 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 but that's how we there was a whole bit about teenage sexuality that feeds into Henry Bowers being so homophobic. Right. So that that wasn't in the film either. Um, but doesn't he rapes him in the sewer and then kills him, doesn't he? Is that what he does? I'm sure rape? that's what happened in the book. With a sewer rape, eh? Um, Can I just mention the terrible CGI on the kids when it de-aged the kids? You know when you know when you get the kids when yeah. it's good, you get flashbacks to the scenes as kids. Yeah. And you just like de-age them and it looks awful. And you like change all the voices and stuff. I didn't know this. Oh, I God, did not know this. Terrible. When Ben, Ben, especially Ben's face, just looked like a perfect circle, and it was like he just he was losing, he lost all like texture and, and like to his face. In what scene? In all all the scenes, where, because they're like th- because they're like three or four years older now. They got the actors again and de-aged them with like I CGI. I thought they shot it concurrently. There, no. Just, if you mm-hmm. watch it again, in fact, like, CGI them and it looks 
Because I know they know nothing like that now. That's yeah. it. it's like what they did with the Harry Potter at the end yeah. when he aged more. But you know, can it look that bad if those three never noticed it? I, yeah, like but now bet next time we watch it, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's noticeable on Ben because he's got like no texture to his face. He's just like a perfect round pink circle. And you're like, because I think Eddie's voice, the, or the alter Eddie's voice as well, right. because his voice has dropped now. So uh, he raises okay. a few pictures, so it sounds. <laughs> It's probably more noticeable because I watched chapter one the day before. Yeah, of course. And it was like, because you can tell when it's an actual scene left over from one because they look normal and right. Yeah. And then when it's a CGI, but the bit where they're in the, um, in the bunker, the clubhouse, yeah, that, that's all like CGI's. How have I not noticed that? Yeah. What did we think of Richie's sexuality and that little storyline subplot? I thought it was thank you. I thought, did you think it was well done? It's only thought... like subtext in the book, isn't yeah. it? It's not really, yeah. it's never brought out into the open. But, but yeah, I thought it was really sweet and well done. I liked the idea, by the way, of just getting chased by a big um, statue of yeah, like probably. America's idea of masculinity. Yeah. Chased him down. But that was just like so on the nose, yeah. but like it's brilliant. Great. That was Fun. really good. And then, and then a Can't... musical number from Pennywise. Yeah. <laughs> This was all great. And then I actually really felt for them to, like, even if it was one way, like, I was proper, like, engaged with his, like, love for his friend. Mm. And I thought it was so cute. And I liked the fact that his last line was that, like, I fucked your mother. I fucked your mother. I just thought it was great. I yeah. loved it. I was completely yeah. in for it. And the irony at the end was mm. really touching yeah. when he carves out mm. pussy and the, and the I, mean, I was, like, watching him, like, die and going, like, kiss him! Yeah. Kiss him! Oh. Um... I rewatched part one a few weeks ago and was surprised by how much I enjoyed it more than the right. first time I saw it. In fact, I, I, I pretty much loved it. It's now for me a nine out of ten film, and this oh, one's yeah. a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about it about seven for me. I was very, very moved by it. I was like mm-hmm. choked up at the end yeah. by that sort of the childhood nostalgia and, mm-hmm. and all that. For this one, I thought it was a fucking hot mess. But I was still moved at the end. I had I had like wet eyes mm. by the by the time I heard. Not the very ending. So the yeah. ending before with the all in the quarry. That ending is yeah. brilliant. This should have ended there. Yeah. The bit where they all get the letter from um, yeah, Stan, Stan yeah. was fucking terrible. Oh. Yeah. Where all the kids' voices start bleeding into mm. him. Yeah. It was just dreadful. Is this because he doesn't know how to end the story? Because <laughs> he doesn't know how to end the story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I loved the Stephen King cameo in the bike shop, yeah. in the antique shop. Yeah. That was really sweet. I loved that when... Um, he said, do you want me to design it for you? No, I don't like the ending. Yeah. 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 I love when he goes there, he's like, oh no, you, I don't know how fast you'll be able to go, and he's like, oh no, I'm going to do it. And he's like, rides off in the bike <laughs> <and> the <laughs> yeah. 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 That was actually hilarious. I loved um, James McAvoy. He's just great, isn't he? I yeah. loved him as Bill. I think I think he was I don't think he'd even need to sing because he's just a great actor. Yeah. He was really yeah. good casting. He was just yeah. like he was like a grown up version. They were all pretty good. They were all good. Ben Hanscom for me was like a, a, a thought he, he faded yeah. into the background until he got um until he got his top lifted up and had to get his name carved on as perfect that. Was that just like <laughs> not amazing? <laughs> that was like the most That was gratuitous. Yeah. I was completely enamoured. But that moment I was like, ooh Yes. It was like Cheapest Creepers Two style. Yeah. <laughs> completely. Um, but um the one who plays the one who's Molly Cuddled by his mother. As he's older. I like him. He was really good as well. And he he is in Tangerine. Have you ever seen Tangerine? Oh, was he in that? Yeah. Tangerine is a film about transgender, transsexual um, sex workers and it was shot in iPhone 5s. In Hollywood. Oh, wow. And it's That's the most brilliant. frantic five minutes and he's the straight 
like love interest is in that oh, one. That's him. Completely. I need to watch that again. But like, it's fucking insane. Tangerine is brilliant. Wow. It's, it's a wholehearted recommendation. Like, not horror watch film. it. What did you hate? Just the over CGI, and I didn't like the baby. It <laughs> really annoyed me. The baby that came out of the fortune cookie? No, the no, baby like, it at the end. The baby he... it ending with his like, head melted and looked like, really big and round. It was yeah. like really when he, when he basically just bully him and he dies. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't so sure about the, the about the effect on his face, but I loved his acting and I loved that twist in the story. I mm. loved the bullying. Oh, until I, he's gone. I didn't mind oh, that. Yeah. I didn't mind him shrinking because of that. Yeah. And the whole, there's more than one period to make someone swallow the cheese. But, um... Yeah. yeah, just like the baby thing was like, this is gonna be the last bit we're gonna see. No, you've ruined it. Yeah, that's the bit that I, yeah, we went through six fucking hours of film for them to realize all they had to do was, was bully. Was bully yeah. It might still have been the power of love. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, but it did like, but I liked it. I liked it. I found it quite touching. That was when I started to get moist of eye. Maybe I'm just a big cornball. I don't know. I think, yeah, for me, it was just over reliance on CG when they did. I say Bill Skarsgård is genuinely yeah. a good actor and he can be scary. The I say the best bits I thought were the bits that didn't rely on TJ. Um so I think the, the first half hour. Yeah, first half hour when it was just genuinely creepy. Yeah. And then it just it was a bit of a mess after that. But it, you know, it was still enjoyable. Yeah. Were all I'm those balloons real then? That's problematic for the environment. Yeah, it really is. All the plastic kinds of that. Uh, I did like the um, kid in the Hall of Mirrors as well. I liked, I, yeah. I liked that moment, but I felt like that was part of that whole, there was like 45 minutes where it was just set piece after set piece after set piece. Well, mm. well, they were all off doing their well, own thing and, and nothing pulled it yeah. together. Yeah. This is what I was saying to you, is that I actually don't think that there was anything that I looked at and thought, this was a bad scene, it needed to go. This was a bad scene, this needed to go. But overall... It was just an editing mess. Like yeah. mm. everything, there was no structure. It was just whatever. Mm. But it's not like something stood out of like that should have gone. It was just it didn't make any sense. However, I wasn't. I don't think I was that bored during it. There was a little bit that bored me. It was the some of the Ben and Bev stuff bored me, and I hated the fucking hated the bit where with the shine the shine and here's Johnny moment. Oh, yeah. Did you hate it's, it? It's, um, it was like something off The Simpsons. Henry Bowers, isn't it? It yeah. did make me think of The Simpsons. Which actually. was great on The Simpsons, it. but it didn't work on this. And um, the bit where the leopard vomit on Eddie and they start playing. Yeah. I didn't Angel. mind it because, like, you know, all of his stuff is meant to be in the same universe, so I'll give you it. Well, yeah, all the, all, the show, all the Stephen King stuff is the same universe. And it's yeah. all in the back of a tail or something. Stupid. Yeah, because the dead lights is in Dark Tower as well, isn't it? Yeah. And there is a tail with a globe on the back of it. Yeah. In the, the background of one of the shots, but you know, yeah. I was like... There's a tail through, they're all throughout it. Yeah, like, I was like... He's got a Lego turtle in chapter yeah. one, I was like... Yeah, I was like, okay. And also, uh, I'll just say, um, they missed an opportunity. They should have made a bigger character out of um, Bevy's bully. She she popped up for one minute. Yeah. Blowing bubblegum in the uh, the pharmacist store. Oh my god, wasn't she great? <laughs> she should have been in it more. Yeah, she still worked in the pharmacy. She, she was brilliant. I that old man was fucking horrible. Yeah, like good, but like fucking horrible. I didn't want to see him anymore. Just like Lois Lane. Creepy as fuck. 
But there we go. Someone summed it up before for me on Twitter. They said, uh, uh, the internet keeps telling me to hate it, chapter two, but I liked it. Yeah. I, I feel the same. <laughs> I feel like I, I liked it. It's not, it's not perfect, but no, I will watch that again. Mm-hmm. I good. heard that initial reviews and everything was saying it's really bad. But then since I went to see it, all I've seen is good things. Yeah. No, it's good. It's, cool. it's just it's just a modern part of blockbuster, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there's a lot worse out there. Yeah, there's a lot worse out there. Let's be thankful. Yeah. Um, some of uh, some of the non-LGBT discourse responses we had was uh, Katie Rose Chester's just said shite <laughs> <laughs> which I loved Matthew Penny says buckles under its own ambition but an enjoyable mess Rebecca McCallum says the adult moments never live up to the enjoyability of watching the kids and although the insertion of them into the second part is unnecessary sometimes it was a relief when they appeared some truly emotive moments but they went overboard on the jump scares for me to the point where they just seemed to be serving set pieces and as a result I felt a bit removed from the characters that's not to say that it wasn't an enjoyable thrill ride Eric Lynn Wright said I thought it was okay if I hadn't read the book I'd have probably enjoyed it more mm-hmm. let's face it there's not a film or series that anyone can make that will be as good as the book and I'm okay with that Books are just better at some things. I'll just jump in there and say, the book is a fucking hot mess as well. And it took me about a year to read it because I kept putting it down and going, no, I'm not reading it anymore. I'm picking it back up. But by the end, I loved it. Mm. But it needs a I'm fucking I'm going to go back edit. and try it again. But it like... needs a good edit. James LeFaber says, honestly, my biggest gripe through both part one and two was how they treated Bev. She honestly felt more damsel in distress than, tough woman, than the tough woman she is in the book. I know that part two was long, but I felt a little robbed by the lack of her husband and the ramifications of her marriage to him. Yeah, it's only one scene, isn't it? That goes on a lot, quite a yeah. bit. In the book. I enjoyed bits of part two, but overall I felt they put in things that really didn't need to be there. Richie's whole love interest, for example. The book subtext was totally eddy. But much like the 90s version, I preferred the first part. Then, um, yeah, that's the thing. They, they put that husband bit in, and then he didn't go back to it, but they did also, she mentioned it at the table around when you're having Chinese mm. oh by the way I love that bit where they cut back to the Chinese woman coming in and going we'll have to check <laughs> so that's what we mean that's what we mean by all the scares had gags so that was one of them right. there's it, always a moment yeah. at the end that gives you a bit of relief like yeah because he's smashing the table with a chair isn't he yeah. but one minute it's like she had a husband that she was leaving and then she tells them that she's still got a husband and mm. you see her make a few lines towards it and then the next second someone's just like necking her at the end of the film and there's yeah, no but mention probably... of like yeah. Haven't you got a husband back home? Is this appropriate? No. Maybe but, I shouldn't be making a pass on you. But you can see all the bruises on her arms, can't you? So you, you can you that. can kind of you know you can see between the lines, can't you? Mm. That's what I got. Well, that's what it's like. And you know, someone you haven't seen for a long time turns up with bruises. You're like, you know, what's mm, the... must be getting beaten. Yeah. <laughs> um, Launa McKenzie says, I think the end gets a bit lost. There was a lack of Pennywise in it compared to the first. I still enjoyed it, but the first one just felt like a more satisfying film. Agreed. Yeah. Emma Jane, Emma Jane Lloyd. It's a great feature. Feature. The essence of the book is somewhat lost in the final scenes, taking it a tiny bit over the comedy edge. But the gore and effects are still bang on. Chrissy Beadle. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad enough stuff was changed from the book to keep it fresh, but also kept enough book stuff in to make fans of the book happy. Plus, there was a scene where Skarsgård was amazing and really acted his heart out and made me feel for the dancing clown. Mm. I think it might be the bleachers scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it... the end, won't it? But yeah, I was gonna say feel for him because you don't actually feel for him in that bleacher scene because you're like going, fuck, no, but, but fuck then, him, fuck it. But he's saying, isn't he? You know, people won't talk to me either because of my face, and the kid's got like a birthmark. So I think that... like I didn't feel for him because I was like, no, you manipulative little shit, stop it, don't pick on the girl. Well, Chrissy feels for him, so you leave Chrissy alone. Yeah. You? No, I hope it's the end scene. Even though you're really sick, Chrissy. Mm. For him. 
Phil Coombe says, lots of flaws in the film, but Bill Hader was the best thing about it, in my opinion. And then finally, Ian Hill says, it's the superhero movie aesthetic and form applied to horror. Spectacle mm-hmm. on a large scale rather yeah. than real scares. Yeah. I found it far less emotionally engaging than even the first film, although it's always better when the younger cast are on screen. I'll still see it again, though. So for, I think the common theme is like, uh, I had lots of issues with it, but I still quite like it and I'll watch it again. Yeah. Which is how I, how I feel. The first yeah. one, I think, is a better film, but this is still enjoyable. I probably enjoys it. Watching the first one on the cinema and then watching the second one on the cinema, I had a better time watching two. But when I've gone back and watched one, I think one is a better film. Mm. I was more disappointed going to see number one because I felt like it was not the film that I wanted to see. Mm. That's what you said, isn't it? Because mm. it wasn't like a horror film to me. It was a coming-of-age story. But then overall, I just think that actually thinking about it, that was a really good film. Mm. This one, not disappointed. Mm. I got what I wanted. I got more than what I thought I was going to get in those regards. But it just wasn't as tight. I did actually another scene I just remembered with uh, Bill when he finally confronts Georgie. And it is kind of like his redemption is when he realised that it's all his fault. Mm. And it was Pennywise. And then he just chokes just chokes Georgie. And you're just like, that's a powerful scene, that. Doesn't he... Sh- yeah, just, he drowns Georgie and then sh- and then shoots shoots himself. He shoots Charles uh, version through the head with the pig bolter. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but the about, I, yeah. where he because that's the point where all of it the his fault throughout all of it is that he blames himself yeah. for Georgie being killed, and that's the point where he realizes it wasn't my fault at all. It was. Yeah. That bit where he reveals that he lied though, like I didn't know that bit, so I was that a bit was, like, that was I was really, shocked. Yeah. I'm not sure that's in the book. I was yeah. I don't know. It was a bit. Oh, also, you did look really sick in the beginning. This one's like, yeah. was that actually in well, there, or did you just decide? Yeah, but it's a good But twist. it was effective, mm. and it would have survived the really, guilt, and he he's probably really never sick. told anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. It was moving, yeah, it was moving. There were moments that were moving. Um, there we go. Yeah. We're all knackered. So, mm-hmm. um, there you go. So, that's, that's kind of our opinion on the, shared opinion on the film is that, um, whilst flawed it was a fun time thrill ride highly recommend it mm-hmm. yeah definitely. I highly recommend it if you're a queer viewer watch out watch out <laughs> <laughs> go make your mind up just go and watch it make your mind up there's nothing else I can say because I don't really care what you do but, you know but you know go and see the film you're an adult if you listen to this podcast you've been through a, a myriad of films depicting <laughs> a myriad of perversions and yes. horrific, horrifying scenes. Yeah. I'm sure you can weather this storm. Yes. I mean, it's a 15. <laughs> for God's sake. We've made you watch a lot worse. Yeah, made you, and we, we are sorry about that. Especially Malabimba. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go. Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, listening to us rant and rave. Um, feel free to tweet us. Um, I'm at Johnny Larkin, Jonathan Butler. You are uh, Cthulhu Five Two, Stephen Moore, HD Ninety Nine. I don't know where you're going to find that one. I'll be in the Hall of Mirrors, licking the other side of the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Pennywise's tongue was modelled on Martin's? <laughs> Martin's what? That's why he's great at eating ass, apparently. <laughs> But draw a veil over there. Yes, and he's just off to eat someone's heart out. (laughs) (laughs) I know your secret, your dirty little secret. I know your secret, your dirty little 